This week on Brewbloods, we're having another face-off, and this time it's a fight over peanut butter and chocolate. Plus, we have to destroy a list from a sketchy blog that tells us which tin beers to stop drinking immediately. So saddle up, beer buddies. This is Brewbloods. First rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. I'm gonna float like a butterfly and sing like a bee. Why don't you give me fresh beer? You serious? Now! You don't understand, I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. So, it's a drinking Last one standing wins. <laughs> Let's get it all! A little bit of beer is divine medicine. That from Greek physician Paracelsus. Or maybe Paracelsus. I don't know how you say his name. Who knows how those Latin people pronounce those Latin words and names. You can pronounce it however you want since it's not real. It's true. It Just is a di- whatever pronunciation you want. I'm going to go with, since it's Latin, I'm going to say it's, it's a dead language. So I'm going to say his name was Steve. Yeah, that works. Greek physician Steve. Steve the physician. From Greece. That famous physician, Steve. Hey, no last name, Just Steve. Steve Stevenson. It's Steve. Steve Steve Stevenson. Doling out the meds, y'all. <laughs> what? Suh, <laughs> dude. Think that's how they talk back in yeah. old Greek times? That's how they formally greeted each other was with a suh, dude. Oh, man. Suh, dude. So welcome to the Brewbloods, whatever Ep- episode this is. Episode 58. Glad oh. you're paying attention to what's going on in this, this episode. Coming right up on episode 60. Well, almost. Yeah, we're a couple behind there. Couple we'll get behind. there eventually. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we'll just quit now. Next week will be what? The penultimate episode? No, that'll be episode 63. Well. Well, will it be 63? That doesn't make sense. When will then be now? Soon. But anyway, we're here for a fight club of beers, aren't we, Mark? We are, we are. We haven't done a fight club since Not Your Fathers versus the Shipyard, I'm sorry, the Mission, um, their own version of a hard root beer. I think it was just called a hard root beer, if I remember right. Now, have you seen how off the wheels that uh, Not Your Fathers has gone? Uh, I saw they have a ginger beer now. They have a ginger. They also have a cream, it's vanilla cream or something along those lines. Yeah. Were all of those found in great grandfather's ship from the old times? <laughs> and that, that's where he came up with all these uh, recipes? Ye old beer book from 1608 that was just happened to be discovered in Grandmama's attic? I'm calling bullshit on this whole thing. I'm call, I agree. I'm, there's a heavy load of bullshit. Yes. A bulldozer full of bullshit, I think. There's too much bullshit to deal with, yes. yes. I don't think I've had another Not Your Father since we did that. And I, I not. Def- definitely have not had any of the new ones. Uh, because no. they were not out until after we did that. So right. I haven't had any Not Your Father since then. And I'm not a ginger fan, so... I would never drink that anyways. You might drink the vanilla cream one. Uh, I would. You're a cream, cream guy. I, I do enjoy cream. You are a cream guy, and that's what you like if, to go by. If, if there's cream in something, I'll de- I'm definitely on top of it. Like, what's Mark into? It's cream. I'm, of I'm course. De- if there's something with cream in it, I'm hip thrusting into the air. He's kind of like, you know, you put a bowl of cream out on your uh, sidewalk, you'll attract neighborhood kittens right. or Mark. <laughs> that's right. I'll just gently... They'll <laughs> just gently lap it. And then, I'm, then I, before I do that, I do the worm on the ground. Exactly. Then I punch all the kittens in the face, <laughs> and then I take the bowl for myself, and I... Did you flip the light on, and he runs away into the darkness? It's like On straight, all fours? It's like one of those movies out of the 80s, like, where there was the, the hot teen girl that was, like, water-hosing herself erotically or whatever. That's me <laughs> with a, a, bowl, a bowl of warm milk. <laughs> and a borel. And a borel. A borel, an old Greek name for a bowl. <laughs> exactly, a borel. <laughs> Yeah, so it's good. That's to be- what physician Steve would have assigned back in the day—a barrel of cream. <laughs> it's good to be back here in the squared circle, here in the fight-off ring. Now we've added a few benches this time, so we have some viewers. 
and maybe they're not viewers, but uh, they are here to see this fight. They they're all got their uh, face-off gear on. Mark has added a few more monitors. He's got like basically right. a whole dome over himself right. now, so That's you definitely right. can't see him. Uh, Dustin and I are both wearing boxing trunks. I'm out here in my with my 10 inch monitor screen or uh, laptop screen, and yeah. that's all I can have. Mark, uh, meanwhile, has like 200 inches of monitor over him. Uh, I'm wearing the Muay Thai style of trunks. Dustin is wearing the tiny, tiny uh, man brief trunks that they're commonly found in the UFC. That's true, but I also have the gloves with the fingers that uh, allow me to actually still type. You have the old style boxing gloves. Yeah. So I don't know how you're able to do anything over there. And they're the comically large boxing gloves as well. So they really are. Did it's you put be- like a tiny anvil in one of them? <laughs> I'm going to send yeah. you to the moon, see? Yeah, see? It's going to be tough to navigate this show this way. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to edit the recording or any, look up anything uh, online. Yeah, because once they're on, they're never coming off. Exactly. But before we get to that, let's get to some brews in the news. Now, this is, rather than our usual news segments talking about current events, I thought we would go with more of a list of things. We like, we enjoy destroying lists. People love lists. People do love lists. And we, had, we used to have a show, and by the time this episode comes out, we will have resurrected that show for the third time. Second time? I guess we resurrected, resurrected the, second, the time. second time. It's about the fourth incarnation now. It may already be dead again, too. Who knows? It, it, that's true. There's an episode. There's a show called The Break Room. If you go to iTunes and uh, or you just go to breakroom.tv, you can find all the links there. But uh, I'll show you to subscribe. It's. I'll just give you a, a warning. It's considerably more in SFW. It's more for the adult crowd. And it's scatological, too. Very scatological. It's all over the place. It's a lot more vulgar. If you enjoy your kids cussing, okay, then let them listen to this. But all of those shorties that we claim we were going to do for this show, that's stuff we really would do on the other yes, show. Yes, it really is. really is. So go check that out if you enjoy a considerably nonsense. different sh- nonsense show. Yes. Driving more for wackiness and comedy. And uh, and there's a third guy named Thomas the Tank there on there. If you want to just see what a third guy mix yeah. would be, you'll find it out over there. As if I, you don't, I understand too. I ran my calculations through my giant mainframe this past week, and I discovered that we have been friends as of this coming September 24 years. And that's not just you and I. That's you and I and this other guy, Thomas. 24 years of friendship. And was that like, did you have all the cards in a box and you had to like... Oh yeah, there were punch put cards. Put them in and take them out. And yeah, exactly. And my For wife, each calculation, like adding one plus two, and you had to do like six card changes. There were lots of blinking lights. It, yeah. was, it was quite uh, quite chaotic. And at one point, my wife thought it would be funny if she, she tripped me, and my punch cards just spilled out all over the floor. Oh, there, that's sad. There were 583 of them that were properly ordered, and they had to be inserted in that exact order. So I spent the entire night... And keep in mind, I was wearing these old school oversized boxing gloves at the time, <laughs> right? And because they went on, they went on before the show. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, just yeah. for this episode. This was, He's been this wearing was a them for a bit. Ago. Yeah, I had to get used to them. Yes, and of she she thought it, she thought it was so funny. She laughed for about six hours straight as I was trying to put these back together. But eventually, I came out with a number twenty four. It's really funny that he has a punch card computer, yet he has twelve HD monitors running against it. It looks really weird. It is weird, but I yeah. like to mix the new and the old. They somehow don't put out a whole ten eighty p or four k signal, but you know, yeah, well, you make it work. It's. I do what I have to to. Uh, it does you know, enhance it. Cost. It does enhance it. Right. It makes looks that better than it better. used to. It, ma- it makes that uh, black and green screen look a lot nicer and a lot sharper. <laughs> That's true. And this is this is what my computer sounds like. It says it's, as it's calculating. Yeah, you hear it every week as it's calculating our numbers. All right. So if you like Shoot the, in the, face. the, the uh, considerably more wacky stuff, uh, go check out the break room. We've been. We actually been podcasting. Off and on since 2006. If you're a fan of the outgo out drops, go yeah. listen to the break. Room. Yes, absolutely. But let's get to the news. And, but we're and, not we're not here to talk about that dumb show. We're here to talk about this dumb show. Right. Uh, on that show, we like to destroy what we always say: dumb lists, stupid lists. Because most lists out there are pretty stupid, and we like to destroy them. And sure. I think we could probably destroy this list uh, in pretty short order. 
Now, this the title of this is this the the title of the article is Ten Beers That You Should Stop Drinking Immediately." Now, would you care to guess the URL from which this comes? ExpandYourConsciousness.com. Wow, you are spot on. Do you like that, man? Yeah, you must be plugged right in my mainframe. Well, it's you know it's my homepage, so oh, I saw man. it on there. <laughs> you got a direct connection. <laughs> your, your computer sent me over a, a dot matrix file of that. <laughs> a dot matrix file, <laughs> exactly. That's it printing out there. <laughs> yeah, so expandyourconsciousness.com, which is just a skeptical well, URL. It prints anyways. it out and then it puts it in a manila folder. I call that a file. <laughs> and it walks it over. Kids, that's what a file used to be before it was on a computer. Yeah, we used to have things it used called to be paper shoved in a folder. Dot matrix, per- and you had to tear off the edges. Oh, yeah. It had little bullet pointed edges. But uh, kind of a skeptical URL anyways, kind of a kind of a third-rate blog, I would say. I'm not saying they don't have valid points here, but uh, sure. let's go through and it. We're, we're fourth-rate, so we can talk about oh, what's, yeah. what's a step up we're, above us. We're, I would say we're probably somewhere around fifth, but sure. anyways, their whole point is there's a bunch of ingredients in beer, more, more run-of-the-mill, I know, uh, that we should try to avoid in our lives because some of them are carcinogens, things like that. So they list some of the ingredients that are commonly found in beer, few of which they actually mention in any of the beers that they list. Well, but, it's also no... You go and you grab a beer when you're looking for a healthy drink to drink, don't oh, yeah. you? I mean, that's you're you're assuming you're just taking in the the purest form of everything. Oh, and of course, every just, time it's all for health reasons. That's that's why you drink beer. Little known fact is that when you run an Ironman, they don't give you water. Who needs water? No. no. When you're every time you pass a little water station, no, they're not giving you water. They're giving you like a heavy porter, sure. perhaps an imperial stout, and you guzzle that. That's how do you think they last? Makes things easier. Oh yeah, absolutely. Makes total sense. Yeah, beer is the number one health drink. But uh, the the, the that, examples that should, here, a, that should go on a shirt. The, exa- the examples they give of harmful ingredients, again, few of which they actually mention in the beers in this list: GMO corn syrup, GMO corn, high fructose corn syrup, fish, 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 fish. water, propene glycol, fish. monosodium glutamate, natural flavors. What? Generic. Uh, GMO sugars, caramel coloring, insect-based dyes, carrageenan, BPA, and the generic, lots more. Lots more, okay. Lots more. Sure. So let's take a look at this list and see what they... Uh, now, number 10 is Newcastle Brown. Starting right off with one of Mark's faves. That's right. They say... Newcastle's um, serviceable. It's a serviceable brown ale. Sure, one of the the first probably brown ales I ever had. Sure. It uh, apparently has caramel coloring in it. Class 3 and 4, which is made from ammonia, and which is a, car- a uh, carcinogen. And if you drink enough of it or have enough carcinogens in your body, it can cause cancer or foster cancerous cells. Okay, fine. Yeah, I wonder what the level is that on that, though. Yeah, exactly. They also it's, don't classify that. They don't say, you know, if you have one, then you're going to get cancer. If you have 12, you're going to get cancer. Yeah, if you're binge drinking an entire pallet. Sure. Sure. Maybe. I, you're going to have a lot of bad effects, though, if you binge drink an entire pallet of beer. And by the way, th- this is a numbered list. I don't. I have no idea in which, which this, order this list goes If this in. order really means anything. I don't know if it's worst to best, best to worst. I can't really tell. Sure. But uh, number nine is Budweiser. It contains GMO, America. genetically modified corn, yes, now named America. Sure. And they say that uh, GMO corn has been linked to many health problems, although I heard recently that scientists say GMO food is perfectly acceptable to eat. But these people with no evidence cited here say that uh, it produces a, it produ- or, sorry, it encourages the overdevelopment of a white blood cell called eosinophil, a.k.a. Bob. And when overproduced, attacks our body's organs, nervous, and cardiovascular systems and skin. Well, the other thing about GMO is, well, you have two things. Obviously, you have the big organic movement going on now, which is perfectly fine. But at the same time, if you eliminated all GMO food, you would probably kill like half the population of the world because you wouldn't have enough food. And two, just go back and look at like 
look at the original watermelon or the original banana that was full of seeds or the watermelon that had a bunch of rind all inside of it. Uh, I mean, we've genetically modified a lot of stuff that we're oh, probably okay with. Now, like, I would much rather have the watermelon that doesn't have a ton of rind inside of it. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I don't like the GMO people like or companies like Monsanto either. True. But it's more about their two things. One, I want to know, I would like to know what's going into my consumables. Sure. And I would like to know its background, because I think that's just better to know. The cleaner its history, the better, I think, obviously, for everybody. Um, even if it is perfectly safe to eat, you're absolutely right about the starvation problem. And and two, I don't like Monsanto's business practices. They are quite despicable about squashing the little the, the little guy who wants to go organic, or who doesn't even necessarily want to go organic, but is just trying to run his farm, and some of their patented seeds... Just happen to fly into their well, sure. their uh, fields, and but, now they get to take down their farm. But that's more anti Monsanto, yeah. Which it is. I can understand. Yes, that. I despise their business practices, but you Unless know, they're a sponsor. I opt to eat organic as much as I can. But when I'm drinking beer, I'm not looking for again. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not looking for the top notch health product. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, moving on, Corona Extra also has GMO and propane glycol. Glycol. God, it's hard to say. I'm just going to call it John. Uh, Pro- propylene John. Propylene glycol is a common ingredient found in antifreeze. Again, yep. what's the problem? If I want to stay warm <laughs> in the dead of winter, exactly. Drink a Corona. Yeah, sounds great. Problem solved. But well, no, you're already kind of hot though, so it's true. Uh, maybe the, maybe uh, Corona should go the other way. They want some coolant. That's yeah, true. exactly. They are a common beach drink, so maybe they should get uh, whatever's in coolant. Yeah, it should be in coolant. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever attracts dogs to it and kills them. <laughs> yeah, they should put that in there. Man, uh, I haven't had a Corona in a long time. I haven't either. Not since the last time I was in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, number seven, GMO, this is Miller Lite, GMO corn and corn syrup, so much, much of the same. Number six, Michelob Ultra has GMO dextrose. They say can play tricks with your blood sugar and lead to the same kinds of elements that GMO corn can lead to. True. Again, I want to know numbers here. Like, how much do I have to drink to get these side effects? No, there's no evidence cited here. The only thing I, that annoys me is uh, going back to the Miller Lite and the corn syrup. I hate that they put corn syrup in everything. Sure. Corn syrup does not belong in everything. No, it doesn't. Absolutely. It's, it's it's far more things than you would think yes. would have them. Uh, number five, generic but true. Number five should not be on this list anymore. It's Guinness. Uh, they say that uh, Guinness contains Isinglass, which is a an ingredient derived from fish bladders. Uh, Guinness has actually announced recently that they are going totally vegan, and they are not going to use Isinglass anymore. But even hmm. if they hadn't done that, again, what's the problem with the fish bladder? I mean, if you're a vegan, okay, and you don't want fish to be harmed, yeah. But say you're a common run of the mill organic carnivore. Or omnivore. Sure. Uh, what's the problem with fish bladder? It's not It's not an artificial ingredient. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Sounds perfectly acceptable to me. People eat livers and gizzards. Yeah, exactly. And I don't have a problem with that either. Uh, exactly. Coors Light, number four, has GMO corn, GMO corn syrup again. Number three, Pabst Blue Ribbon has uh, GMO and corn syrup again. Nah. And number two, we get into the craft game here. Hit up Sierra Nevada here. Sierra Nevada Bigfoot Ale has three... And they're the, only, the only downside here that they, they say here is not an ingredient. They just say... It has 330 calories per glass and is 9.6 ABV. I don't see a problem with that. They just say because it equals a full meal if you drink two of those. Well, again, I'm not looking. (laughs) If I drink a beer. I'm not doing a calorie count before I uh, indulge in a couple of beers. It's exactly why I limit myself to beers. You know, I try to keep it about once a week because I always think that when I'm reaching for a beer, I'm expecting that I'm drinking a loaf of bread. So, you know, I that's why I try to limit myself. I, I don't see when you choose appropriately you choose where to spend your energy appropriately you should know what you're consuming right and you should be aware that uh, yes they'll have some deleterious effects on your your little man belly absolutely and number one coming in 
number one, I guess. Worst, best, I don't know. Sam Adams Winter Lager at 200 calories a glass. Okay. That's not that bad. If you I, look, I'm thinking it's 1 to 10, and 10 was the worst in this case, just based on this, because the calorie count went down and the alcohol ABV yeah, went down. Yeah, I guess, I guess. But, but who cares? But, again, for a beer, 200 calories is not that bad. Yeah, it's no Michelob Ultra at 80 calories, sure. but it's not that but bad. But Michelob we, Ultra also has no taste. That's true. That's true. So they say other beers that you can drink that are more healthy alternatives. Just some examples here. GMO Free. Uh, let's see. Dogfish Head, when they have them available. Brooklyn, when again, when... Uh, Ingredients are available, Sam Smith's and Witchwood. Uh, other non-organic beers that are unpasteurized and unfiltered, Sierra Nevada, uh, Mark's Shipyard, favorite Hogarden, Bridgeport, North Coast, uh, Francis Counter, and Hogarden. Ugh. And you used to like Hogarden. Then they list under other, I did. I turned against it. <laughs> other, Heineken, no, no, God, no. Uh, Amstel Light, I've, no. I've always hated Heineken and Amstel Light. Those are two of the skunkiest, nastiest beers ever. Uh, Fuller's Organic, Nelson Organic, and Natureland Organic, which I've never heard. But they're listed under the you just heard it now. mysterious other. Yeah, Heineken, I have never had on out of a can, and I would be interested to see if it ta- how much it tastes different in a can than bottle. I've only ever seen it in bottle around here. Yeah, me too. So, And I didn't have it when I was across the pond, mm-hmm. as the kids say. So kind of a kind of a bs list again you go into beer drinking knowing fully well that you're about to you might pack on a few temporary pounds yeah and you know if gmo is the worst that they can go across i don't know it's not that bad some gmo stuff and then some uh extra calories especially when hitting bigfoot and uh sam adams with just calories it's yeah, that's a really that's, weak it's, argument. So it's just like the weakest what a what a bullshit list I completely that is. we are full of bullshit today that list is destroyed from not your fathers to this stupid list yes exactly expand dash your uh, sorry it's expand dash <laughs> expand dash your dash consciousness dot com struggling a little bit there yeah it's tough dashes are hard <laughs> okay well moving on to our face off today something we haven't done in a long time we've got two variations on peanut butter and chocolate The quintessential spring beer is the Bach beer. Some say that they date back to medieval German monasteries who would brew strong beer for sustenance during their Lent fasts. Others say it comes from beer that was brewed during the sign of the Capricorn goat, which is why that goat is associated with Bach beers. Regardless, Bach beers are a symbol of the spring, a sign of life renewed, and a signature German beer style. Bachs are bottom-fermented lagers that take extra time to develop the robust malt character and dark amber to brown hue. Higher ABV than their lighter counterparts, Bach beers usually run between 5.5 to 7.5% ABV. Bachs can largely be broken down into three different styles. The standard Bach lands around 5% ABV, stronger Doppelbachs go up to 7% ABV, and ice Bachs start at 8% and can go up to 14% ABV. So it should go without saying that these beers should be sipped and not taken to pound town. While Bach, Doppelbox, and Icebox are the most common types, you can also find a Christmas Bach, Dunkelbach, Fastenbach, Frohlingsbach, which is the same as the Hellesbach or Maybach, a type of Icebach that only comes from the city of Kolmbach, Urbach, which is from Einbeck, and Weizenbach, which uses 50% malted wheat. Bach beers can be traced back to the middle of the 13th century in Lower Saxon Germany, in the small town of Einbeck. Einbeck was an important member of the Hanseatic League, which was an internet which was an international trading empire comprised of hundreds of powerful medieval merchants. Einbeck became known for its strong malted dark ale made from wheat and barley. The entire town was somehow involved with the production of beer, which put it in direct conflict with the larger and more powerful Munich brewers. Bachs were hit with the ruling family of Bavaria and residents of Munich, 
so much so that it was starting to become a noticeable factor in the Bavarian state budget due to the cost of importing the beer. In 1590, Duke Wilhelm V started his own brew house 50 miles northeast of Munich to combat the growing demand and keep the money in the Munich area. By 1610, the locally produced box started to fully replace its northern cousin, and by 1614, Hofbrauhaus had replaced the Einbeck with Einbach, or Onebach, which is what we drink today. So our contenders in this face-off, all centered around peanut butter and chocolate, our old nemesis chocolate. Yes, for a podcast that claims they don't like chocolate beers, we sure have a lot of them. We sure Perhaps all the ones that have ever existed. But we are throwing in a wild variable of peanut butter. That's true. That that will be a little bit different. And it's kind of surprising to me that uh, two of these, we just happened upon two of these at the same time. Uh, You came across No Label, and I came across... Uh, one that actually, well, I didn't come across it. This was one that was actually sent to me via my, uh, beer group or my beer subscription that my father got me, which has introduced a lot of interesting stuff over the last year. And that's from Evil Genius, which I'm not sure I've ever even heard of before I got them, uh, this week. Well, let's talk about the breweries. We're not going to go into full, we normally on every other episode, we would talk about, we go into a full pre-recorded segment about the history of the brewery. We're not going to do that this time. If you want to hear no labels. Full rundown, just go back to episode three. It's when we did the Don Jalapeno Evil Genius. We have not done. Maybe we'll do that in the future. But let's, uh, let's get a brief summary of what we've got now. Uh, fighting out of Katy, Texas is no label brewing company. They only distribute to Texas. Here's the hometown brewery. They, they are the hometown contender. This brewery was started by the Royal family after they spent years home brewing on their back porch. And then they decided to start their own little brewery. And they've done a pretty good job. Now, I know you're a big fan of their uh, Don Jalapeno. I am. That is a that's a pinnacle for you. It doesn't have very high ratings uh, according to I know. rate beer, but I, I know it's definitely one of the ones that you love. The cheese stands alone in this case. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, I don't remember what I gave it on that episode because that was like you know before the day before yesterday, and I barely remember anything. <laughs> Pretty sure you gave it a, a decent rating. But yeah, I remember not. I remember not disliking it, and I've had it several times, so I wouldn't have it more than once if I really hated it. So I think fifty is probably a little low. Not sure I've really had any of these other beers from them, though. Have you? Uh, I've had the, the L2M Milk Stout, and it was pretty good. Um, That's their highest rated beer. Not, yeah, not my favorite Milk Stout, but uh, a pretty good little beer. And I don't think I've had any of the others. Yeah, pretty much everything from No Label, unfortunately, does come in in the 40s and 50s. Uh, any Anything that they've done. Hefeweizen, it looks like. They've done some IPAs. They've done a Wit beer. Uh, they've done some Pale Ales, I'm assuming these are. And then uh, the Jalapeno Bit beer, which, you know, it's a little bit of a Bit beer. And then uh, the Milk Stout. The Milk Stout's the only one that really gets a high rating at 84. Everything else is 40s, 50s, uh, maybe 60s tops. Uh, and a mint IPA actually sounds pretty interesting. That's the one that got a 63, but only 39 in style. So the beer that we're is going to be our fighter today uh, from No Label is the Peanut Butter Chocolate Time. Now, this both the, the thing about this fight, too, is not only are they peanut butter chocolate, they're both named after some sort of media property. That's true. In this case... Peanut butter chocolate time is a reference to peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly. Baseball bet. <laughs> so that's a reference to that. Yes. And the uh, description of this beer is uh, from the label. This wacky beer will be, be available in mid to late March. hey Exclusive to the off-label series, an imperial stout base gives this beer lots of bittersweet chocolate and roast notes and a big hearty mouthfeel from the flaked wheat. Layer in cocoa and peanut butter, and it's glorious. Big words. Technically, yes. this is an imperial wheat stout with brewed... 
with brood with cocoa and peanut butter. That's from their website. Hmm. So that's a little, a little awkward. Player with with brood with cocoa and peanut butter. Yeah. Now this uh, beer weighs in with no IBU and a nine point nine percent ABV. Ooh, heavy hitter on the ABV. Ratings wise, it gets a three point nine uh, eight nine out of five on uh, only just shy of eight hundred reviews on Untapped. Ray Beer has no official score, though there were four four reviews down below, and it gets about 3.5 on average. And Beer Advocate, again, no official score, but had one review at 4.36 out of 5. Okay, so 3.5 uh, on Rate Beer. I don't know what that would qualify as. Probably somewhere in the 70s, maybe. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So this, this is, uh, this is a, a special beer. Uh, the off-label series is kind of a, an experimental series for the brewery. It's not one of their year-round availables, so... Uh, now on the in the other corner here we've got uh, fighting out of Philadelphia. It's the Evil oh. Genius Beer Company. It was a, a couple of Villanova students, uh, accounting students, decided that uh, the job prospects after the crash of two thousand eight were not so great, and so they decided to start their own brewery. So they decided to drink a bunch, and then they're like, "Why don't we just sell this?" Yeah, stuff? exactly. They got drunk one day, and they took a run, and uh, here here they are now. Now they don't actually have a brewery of their own right now. They actually contract all their brewing to Thomas Hooker Brewing Company. And they are currently looking for a site somewhere in Philadelphia to build. And they distribute to Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Delaware, Connecticut, Maryland, New York, and New Jersey. Now, the thing I like about them is they seem to have all bit beer names. I mean, almost everything that they do. Uh, I got the one that we're actually doing today, um, which is the Purple Monkey Dishwasher. You know what uh, that's from? Uh, actually, I don't. It is a... I had to look this up, too. I was not familiar. It's actually an obscure Simpsons reference. Oh. Well, in, co- in common parlance, it is a obscure... Simpsons reference, but it's actually more go more obscure than that. They just made it popular. Apparently, it's a term that commonly refers to when you pass information from like the game of telephone. Yeah, when information is completely distorted. Then in the Simpsons episode, apparently they started out with some sentence and it got passed around. And when it got to Bart, finally, what he said was uh, "purple." What is it? Purple monkey. Purple monkey dishwasher. Dishwasher. Yeah. So that's what it refers to. I'm guessing that they probably may not have been aware of the original reference. Sure. Simpsons picked up. I'm guessing they're going off the Simpsons reference. And they do enjoy the Simpsons because they do have another beer called uh, Coming Up Millhouse. Uh, they even have uh, Chickity China, the Chinese chicken, uh, Han Shot First, uh, Turtle Power. The other one I got from them is called I Love Lamp, which is a, a pretty decent little Hefeweizen. Uh, Trick or Treat Chocolate Pumpkin Porter. Obviously, that's not tricked up. Stacy's Mom. Yeah, Stacy's Mom. I mean, they have a lot of they have a lot of funny they have a lot of funny names. I'm or, surprised. Or good for them. That one time at Band Camp, they have. I'm surprised they have, especially for Han Shot first. Yeah. Um, you know, Disney is quite litigious, and Lucasfilm before them, they sued another brewery for naming something, some other beer, something that was centered around Empire Strikes Back. So yeah. I'm surprised that they haven't been, nobody's come after them. Well, most of these other ones, I'm sure they won't. I mean, Anchorman, they're not going after them, or, you know. Probably not. American but Pie, probably. It, but, it, but yeah, Stacy's mom. I mean, that's a song from 15 years ago that nobody. But you remembers. still have to. I mean, it's still you're still playing the game there. That you have to be kind of aware of that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they, they may be dancing around with a, a lawsuit at some point, but in the meantime, I, f- I find it somewhat amusing. Now they are also a little bit like no label uh, in that most of their stuff doesn't have the highest ratings. A lot of it's in the 40s and 30s, uh, but they have a couple that pop out. You know, they have like the the chocolate pumpkin porters a 77. Uh, I'll have what she's having is a 92. I mean, that's higher rating than anything the no label did. So they they have their ups and downs, but they they have decently high ups when they do have them, uh, and then a lot of downs. Uh, this particular one, this uh, the one we're doing today, the Purple Monkey Dishwasher, has a 3.71 on Untapped, uh, has an 86 overall rating on Rate Beer and 83 in style. So it's actually one of their highest rated beers. And Beer Advocate gives it an 86. So I think 
that actually gives me expectation that this should be the superior one. Now, the description, the official description is, Purple Monkey Dishwasher is our robust porter made with chocolate and peanut butter. We start with a world-class American-style porter recipe, which is already laden with notes of chocolate, sweet malts, caramel, and molasses, and then take it to the next level oh, yeah. by infusing it with natural chocolate and peanut butter! Exclamation point. The final product is like a candy bar in a bottle that is deceptively quaffable. The deceptively deceptively quaffable despite its strength that's not in the text yes. just take one sip and you'll understand why this is our signature year-round porter and this beer weighs in with an ibu of 35 and an abv of 6.7 percent now before we get to the actual uh, examining these and comparing them i will say right off the bat i expect this one to be better for two reasons one rating of course that makes me a little biased two i feel like a porter is a better base for a peanut butter chocolate beer than um, than a, than a wheat. That, I don't know that I agree with that. I think porters tend to have a chocolate have a chocolate flair by default. A lot of times they have some kind of at least dark chocolate flair to them. And I think I know I know you're in the no label camp, so I'm going to take the Philly side. I'm going to say I think <laughs> that I think that the porter is a better base for it. Well, I tend to think that uh, stouts often are cleaner, have a cleaner backbone to them, and so maybe it lets those chocolate and peanut butter notes. Uh, shine more just on the whereas a porter tends to have a little bit uh, of its own sweeter character that a lot of stouts don't yeah but this is an imperial wheat stout and wheat makes me think more of like a light beer a, a golden beer I don't know something that's that's going to be more summery and lighter and then you throw chocolate and peanut butter on top of that it just seems a little strange to me but uh, we'll see you, you could be right you could be right but maybe that wheaty flavor will give it kind of that graham cracker crunch that we see with like um Kit Kat bar. There you go. I was trying to think. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> I thought you wanted. I, like, to I thought you, I thought you went to blue screen over there. For a second. <laughs> I started to. I started to go blue screen. The, the spinning wheel was. I was thinking in my head. Give me a break. Give me a break. Take you break, hear that? Take, oh yeah, Kit Kat bar. You hear that like crack, like hard drive like. Yeah. <laughs> as you're trying to load it, my plates were crashing together. For sure. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'll take the Philly side. You take the Texas side, and we'll see All right. what happens. Let's fight. Round one, aroma. The BJCP standards for aroma for the robust porter, which is the purple monkey dishwasher, is that the aroma should be roasty, often with a lightly burnt or black malt character, and uh, should be noticeable and may be moderately strong. Whereas the aroma for the stout, an imperial stout, and I realize this is a wheat stout, but still an imperial stout, should be rich and complex with variable amounts of roasted grains, maltiness, fruity esters, hops, and alcohol. I see you're already couching it for the one that you want to win. Yes, exactly. Trying it's, to make every excuse for it. It's already swayed. <laughs> so, round one, aroma. Let's start off with the no label. Okay. This is the peanut butter chocolate time. A lot of peanut butter ta- uh, smell. Very. Much more peanut butter than chocolate there. Man, I would say almost all peanut butter. There's a, there's a hint. There's a hint of chocolate. But it's almost all peanut but butter. I also get a lot of roasted coffee there. Very, very coffee-like flavors in there. That's probably the chocolate, the sure. cocoa that they're using, but it does... I smell more coffee than chocolate, I guess. Uh, I smell more coffee and peanut butter. Coffee and peanut butter, I think, is the operative phrase there. I agree. Now, the Purple Monkey dishwasher, however, which is a porter, I smell... It's more like a graham cracker smell to me. Yeah, that's like interesting. A, like, it's, it's like it's like a, a dusty peanut butter. There's there's some peanut butter smell, but maybe like a sweet chocolate smell a little bit. Maybe. But I tell you, the, the peanut butter here smells to me like 
a protein bar that claims to have a peanut butter flavor, like I'll give you a good example, an Atkins uh, protein bar. <laughs> so it's supposed to be chocolate and peanut butter. Right. But it's that real flaky, dusty, peanut butter-like substance. That's what this smells like. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'll give you that. And I, I, I would say neither one of them really have a chocolate peanut butter balance smell. Not as well balanced as I would say. And and I'll and I'll give you another. This I get a light tinge of fresh peanut there, like uh, yeah. base, like baseball peanuts. Yeah, there's definitely some baseball peanuts. Baseball peanuts. Or, there, I but, mean, peanuts anywhere, but that you can't have at a baseball game. Yeah, it's like a little bit of little bit of coffee, coffee or cocoa and some baseball peanuts. That's what yeah, it's. It's, but it's not. It's not. When I think candy bar here, which is what they describe them, themselves as, it's more like a peanut, but like a peanut shell almost. Peanut or shell, yes, yes, yeah, yes. You're right. Not peanut uh, itself, but peanut shell. That's exactly right. It's weird. Yeah. So when you like the purple monkey dishwasher is described as a candy bar in a bottle, right? To me, that doesn't say candy bar. That's not. Yeah, that's not what I would expect as far as the aroma is concerned. And whereas the peanut butter chocolate time, they describe it as bittersweet chocolate and roast. Uh, to me, the, it to almost has like a peanut butter cup smell. Exactly, and when I think peanut butter chocolate, I'm looking this. The no label to me says more candy bar than the Evil Genius does, just on aroma. Yes, just on aroma. That's true. I'll give you that. So I think, I think the judges weigh in that uh, no label wins round one. Yes, unfortunately, that's true. Moving on, you're, you're up one nothing. Moving on to round two. There's no sides here. We're all independent judges. Eh, I don't know about that. You're more of a no label guy. Round two. Let's go to the labels here. You're kind of a no labels pocket. Let's uh yes, big no label. <laughs> big craft beer. Exactly. Let's go to the labels. This is round two. No labels pretty plain. They are, but this is quite different than their usual label. This is a different uh it's a little more classy. It's a their special beers, the little more classy label can, than their Can you hold it over up over level. the bank of monitors? I don't really recall it. Okay, yes. It's it's, it's different. Uh, yeah. It's more it's more bottle than label, if that makes sense. It's they a brown did. it's a brown bottle. It's got a centered logo of off label. They They're, almost have no label. They <laughs> that's a good point. That's an excellent wow. Look how, at that. How Look at that. And it just says peanut butter chocolate time with a picture of peanuts on the front. No picture of chocolate. And it just says Imperial Stout, proudly brewed by a no label brewing company. Very minimalistic. Very minimalistic. Very living up to the name of no label. Uh Evil Genius is it's Fairly minimalistic, too. I mean, there's not a whole lot going on here. They have their big logo on the top. Uh, They're Evil Genius Brewing Company, or beer company, um, with the E with the bottle in the mix, which is kind of a cool kind of a cool uh, label. I actually kind of like that as their as their uh, symbol. But it's not that different from their normal label. No, no. It's it's like their normal label. I'm just saying I like that E with the beer bottle uh, that fills out the lowercase E. I think that's kind of a cool look. Then again, then again this is a year-round beer, whereas the off-label beer the peanut butter chocolate time is not exactly so and it is purple so that gives you the purpleness and uh, the, the purple feel for me i gotta say these two are like they're two boxers who punch each other in the face at the exact same time <laughs> there's no winner here I, I call it a draw uh yeah i would say i don't think it, either one really stands out over the other one for sure so uh, yeah I, yeah that's fine i'll give that a draw no winner for round two <laughs> so we're still tied we're not tied uh, we're up one zero no label because he thought no labels uh, label wasn't as good, so he wanted to call it a draw. Because he's in the remember he's in the camp of no label. That's right, big craft beer. <laughs> exactly. Now, now on appearance, BJCP for the uh, peanut butter chocolate time is the color should range from very very dark reddish brown to jet black. Should be opaque, deep tan to dark brown head. Generally has a well formed head, although head retention may be low due to moderate to high alcohol. Now the tint, there's a slight tint. On the peanut butter, or excuse me, the purple monkey dishwater, there's a little bit of a red tint. 
Wait, the, we're not. We're, talk, we're talking about no label right now. We haven't. No, gone I know. To. I'm comparing them both, though. I'm saying between the two, no label is pretty much straight dark. Like I don't, I don't really see anything. Even holding it up to the light here, maybe like a little bit on the corner. Yeah, on the very bottom corner. Uh, the other thing about it is it has zero head. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's almost it looks like a a Coke that's been sitting and all the head has evaporated. Like the the appearance is literally looks like a Coke, a Coca Cola. It looks like a flat Coke. Yes. Not not even, I wouldn't say flat. It's a it's a uh, Coke that's been open for about five minutes. Whereas the head the the big carbon, craft over there wouldn't say the flat, but I think it looks still flat. there. But there's no head. I mean, a Coke head evaporates pretty quickly. There's a little bit. I mean, yeah, but there's usually like active carbonation but, going on on a Coke too. If you pour one, this one there's not really much active carbonation going there's on. There's some. At you're all. right. It's not high. You're you're right. You're it's right very limited. So the uh, for the uh, robust porter here for the purple monkey, the appearance should be medium brown to very dark brown, often with ruby or garnet like highlights. Can approach black in color. Clarity may be difficult to discern in such a dark beer. And a full tan-colored head with moderately good head retention. Yeah, and I would say that it is definitely dark. There's a little bit of there's a little bit of amber color if you hold it right up to the light, but not much. It's it's really it's really thick and really dark. Uh, it's definitely a lot more carbonated than the no label. Absolutely. Uh, the head retention's not bad on it either. Um, it, it, it's actually held a pretty decent head on it. It is. It's not. It's not a giant head on it, but it's definitely more than the zero head that the no label has. It's more, and it's more stable, and it's definitely more carbonated, um, which just for appearance wise, is I think uh, appearance wise, I think makes it look a little bit better. Honestly, um, for me, I you know, I got to go with the purple monkey on this one. I think the looks a little better. I think the key discerning trait between these two is head retention, and the no label has no head retention. It's it's like the headless horseman of beers here. Yes, it's got nothing. It, it's it's a zombie without a head. <laughs> so you're absolutely right. I, I the ju- this judge agrees with that judge over there that this purple one monkey here? purple monkey wins this one. We are tied one to one. Wow! After three rounds, man, they're gonna they're not gonna allow you to be a no label rep anymore after this. <laughs> now moving on to taste is all we got left. Flavor, mouthfeel, and finally, the last round will be overall impression. All right. So, no label. Just starting off with the Imperial Stout here. The flavor should be rich, deep, and complex. Frequently quite intense with variable amounts of roasted malt grains, maltiness, fruity esters, hot bitterness, and flavor and alcohol. Much like your diarrhea. Frequent Mal- and intense. <laughs> mouthfeel should be full to very full-bodied and chewy with velvety, luscious texture. Chewy. Okay. Let's see. That's, that's interesting. It doesn't look like it would be thick, just looking at it. Consistency-wise, reminds me somewhat of a Guinness. Everybody says Guinness is chewy. I never really have thought of Guinness as chewy. It's not thin, but it's. I don't really think of it as a, a, a thick, thick beer, you know? I've had sure. thicker beers. This is somewhere along, around the lines of a Guinness consistency. Guinness is thick. For the masses. Yes, absolutely. For the masses, sure. You're right. Um, it's definitely it's definitely kind of a mid-range thickness. Um, what do you think of the peanut butter? I think it's very noticeable. Sure. It reminds me of a creamy peanut butter, like a Jif, perhaps a Peter Pan creamy peanut butter. Sure. Uh, it reminds me, taste-wise, of like a Reese's Cup, one of the favorite Hall- uh, Halloween confections, one of my favorite, at least. I think it's a good representation of what they're trying to achieve. Yeah, there's something there's 
there's kind of an odd note on the front of it. The the, the peanut butter kind of comes in after the fact. Yes, it's very much a back of the mouth. <clears throat> and it it's very... The peanut butter's pleasant. I like it. I, I have no problem with that. Whatever that chocolate flavor is, I'm not the biggest fan of the, the upfront chocolate taste. I think it's maybe a little too boozy, honestly. It is 9.9%, which is pretty yeah, hefty. I think I think maybe they kicked up the ABV a little too high um, and kind of made that booziness almost overtake the chocolate taste. I mean, there is chocolate taste there, but it's like a... It, it's literally like you stuck a Hershey bar in the middle of a liquor bottle or something. It's just kind of, it's kind of a strange, kind of a strange combo. I expected, I don't know, I expected it to be more overwhelmingly chocolate and less boozy taste. I know it's 9.9, so I probably should have expected it to be Yeah, it's an imperial boozier. stout, so what do you expect? But the interesting thing about it, it's, it's, your mouth goes through a whole transformation. You get hit by that boozy chocolate taste up front, and you're like, uh, at least for me, I'm like, I don't know. And then the cho- the peanut butter taste comes in, and it's like, oh... Dude, I have like a remnants of a peanut butter cup in my mouth because it's almost what it does. It's almost that intense peanut butter. Like if you actually ate a Reese's peanut butter cup. So it does cover all of those. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree. It, it does the range. I think I would turn down the boozy a little bit, though, if it was if it was up to me. Yeah, it's definitely very upfront with the booze for sure. Very intense up front. To me, this most closely resembles in taste a peanut butter patty cookie from the Girl Scouts. Okay, sure. It's got a little bit of chocolate on the edges, a lot more peanut butter that you notice. It's just a, it's kind of a, yeah, it's a, it's a peanut butter patty of beer. Yes. That's not a bad thing. I think it's a great representation of creamy peanut butter with just a hint of chocolate. Now, I was thinking more Reese's of what I wanted out of this beer. And when I smelled has, it, that's what I thought too. Exactly. And with more of, more of a chocolate presence, but I think it's more of a peanut butter patty in this case. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I would agree. I think it's not quite what I wanted out of this beer. But it's a pretty dang good beer. It's a great representation of a peanut butter chocolate beer. Just maybe that's, that's, not what I thought it should be. That's an official statement from the uh, No Label Brewing Company right there. Yeah, I have my scriptwriters draw that up. <laughs> exactly. One of the 52 people we have hired. Now, the uh, Purple Monkey here, the Robust Porter, the flavor should be moderately strong malt flavor, which usually features a lightly burnt black malt character and sometimes coffee flavors and a bit of roasty dryness in the finish. Mouthfeel should be medium to medium full body and moderately low to moderately high carbonation. That's significantly different. That is. That is like drinking peanut shells. Or trying to think of the candy bar. There was a, it was like, it was made out of peanut, like really chunky peanuts bound together by peanut butter. And I can see the yeah. label, but I can't think of the name of it right now. I'm just drawing blanks today and shooting <clears throat> blanks. Yeah, it's different. It's not, it's not. Yeah, the the palette is completely different. It completely. <clears throat> I, I think the no label is more like your creamy candy bar-y type peanut butter. I would say like the the peanut butter taste from the Purple Monkey dishwasher is almost like like the no stir peanut butter you would get at uh, Whole Foods, and maybe if you didn't stir it and just like had some of the oil and some of the peanuts out of it and ate it, you'd be like, okay. I mean, I guess this is peanut butter, but it's not. For them to say it's a candy bar, it's disappointing on that level. I would say that the peanut butter that they use is maybe maybe actually higher quality if you broke it down. I don't know. But expectation-wise, you expect a candy bar, and it's just it's drier. It's it's like dry peanut. It's not sugary peanut or uh, like sugary peanut butter. I, I think the no label's more like a jiff. Uh and then the purple monkey dishwasher is more like your Whole Foods organic non-stir peanut butter. Yeah, small batch, free-range peanuts. And that's not what you expect in this, though, you know? I think 
I think it kind of misses the mark a little bit on what when they say a candy bar and a beer. Well, again, you know, we're talking about peanut butter and chocolate here. Sure. And I, other, outside the aroma, I don't get a lot of chocolate to that. Now, if you want to, uh, yeah. if you want to draw some analogy to a an actual candy bar, the one I was trying to think of was Payday. Which payday isn't payday like caramel and peanuts though? Yeah, but it's got that it's got that uh, thick peanutty outside. Sure, it's got caramel or nougat or some magic in the middle. Right, but it's got that real salty exterior. And sure. I think to me, if you want to say candy bar, this is more of a payday than it is something like a Reese's or a or something like that, because you don't get a it, lot of chocolate here. You get I almost get like a salty quality to this. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and you know what? It's not that it's bad. It's just not what I expected exactly. based on their description. Um, it, it tastes more like a, you know, a standard, if you have just a plain baseline porter and you put some peanut, like some organic peanut butter from, uh, Whole Foods and yeah. threw it in there, the non-stir kind, you didn't stir it and you threw it in there, you'd be like, oh, there's some peanut butter in this porter. And to me, that's kind of what it tastes like. I agree with you. I don't really get any chocolate, which is kind of disappointing. I mean, it's supposed to be a chocolate peanut butter beer. Um, get no chocolate. I don't get the right kind of peanut butter taste, really, for what I expected. So, I'm feeling a little disappointed. I gotta say, I understand. It's not bad. It's really not bad. I, I don't dislike it. It just, it, I'm disappointed in what the end result was. I do notice. I will say that you know, to their, I do notice malt there, a heavy malt presence, mm-hmm. which is along in in the yeah. style of the beer, which should be there, and some caramelly notes, which is definitely there. But you're right. I was not a lot of chocolate there, which is disappointing. So. This judge over here is going to give it all the way to no label. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to submit to Big uh, Craft Beer, uh, submit to the no label cartel, and I'm going to have to say no label does win this battle. So, moving on to the final round. Final, this is the knockout round, <laughs> which we could just toss it all out the window. It may not even matter. Final assessment. Final assessment. Why don't you go first, Mark? So expectations were for deliciousness, and I think they both delivered. It's just w- widely varying results in this case. They both proclaimed to have peanut butter and chocolate, and Evil Genius actually makes a variation with a banana, which I thought sounded wonderful. It, I could have died on the toilet like Elvis drinking one of those. <laughs> they both claim to have chocolate. I think No Label wins in that department. I think we said that, whereas uh, Purple Monkey comes out with more like a dry peanutty flavor. And overall, I think when you're trying to talk about the target that you're trying to hit, I think there's no doubt in my mind that No Label uh, clearly wins in just about every area because they came up with that. When you think of peanut butter chocolate, you think Butterfinger, you think Reese's, uh, you don't think Payday, which I think is what exactly what the Purple Dish Monkey Dishwasher came out to be. I think uh, Evil Genius just did not hit it on all fronts. There's very little chocolate there. They should have ramped it up and maybe get a different... Uh, Get a different batch of free-range, small-batch, artisanal peanuts or peanut butter. So, no doubt in my mind, no label knocks out Evil Genius all the way. You going to give actual ratings? Oh, if we're going to go to that, sure. Uh, Ratings for no label. The victor in this battle, in my mind, I'm going to give this a 4 out of 5. It's a wonderful beer, and it's something that if we're regularly available, I would drink it many, many times over. It's a nice, nice dessert beer. Nice consistency. Very smooth. Easy drinking, probably will kick your ass in the end if you drink too much, too much of it, but it's a good beer. Evil Genius, however, they didn't quite hit their target, as we said so many times now, but you didn't hit your target, and I don't know that I necessarily enjoy the flavor palette as much. So 
since it's more of a payday, I'm going to go with a three out of five on that one. Yeah, I think the biggest problem here for both of these beers, to go ahead and just give a negative across the board, I don't think either one of them hit the chocolate side of this very well. I think Evil Genius almost forgot to put it in, and I think No Labels is way too boozy. So I wasn't a big fan of the chocolate uh, in either one of them. Uh, that being said, No Label at least put it in, so i gotta, I got to gotta give them credit on that. And then on top of that... The peanut butter flavor, uh, the peanut butter flavor is so much more prominent in both of these, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I'm going to focus on that and the differences a little bit uh, off the bat. I would say that no label hits the peanut butter flavor you would expect more for a candy bar, because they both advertise kind of like a, I mean, I know Evil Genius flat out says it's a candy bar and a beer, but they both give you that impression if it's, you know, chocolate peanut butter, that you're going to have that kind of uh, candy bar-esque flavor. So... No Label really delivered on the peanut butter flavoring. They they make you think that you are drinking freshly scooped peanut butter cup peanut butter uh, out of a beer. And it's really it's really amazing that they did it this way. And it's that, that, that spot on. Um, Evil Genius, like we've said, it's more like an artisan, high-end, less sugary, mm. more peanutty peanut butter. Which is not bad in itself. Yeah, it's not the peanut butter you want. <clears throat> yeah, it's not. It's not the peanut butter you want for this. No, it's not the peanut butter you ever want. True. No, nobody wants free range, small batch, artisanal peanut butter. No, I want to make peanut butter great again. <laughs> Bring it back to the old days of Jif and Peter Pan. Okay, that was peanut butter. Well, if you are someone that, that likes it, that, if you are no, someone that does not like the sugary that, peanut there's butter, there's nobody that doesn't like that. That's why no label is the victor in this case. People, uh, okay, no label cartel. <laughs> Give me a second here. Now, if you do like that artisan peanut butter, you're probably going to prefer the Evil Genius out of the two. If you don't like that peanut butter cup flavor peanut butter, you're not going to like No Label because that's exactly what it tastes like to me. It's Reese's peanut butter cup peanut butter. It is not, maybe Jif, but I think it's even sweeter than that. I think it's more like a peanut butter cup. Uh, and that's good. This is one of, uh, No Label is one of the first beers that I've had that actually really delivers on a, a sweet, sugary front. Uh, we've had some other chocolate beers that have been, you know, hit or miss. Uh, over the course of the show, but and I've had them just in general, but this one really, I mean, it's really a candy bar flavored beer. It's it's kind of amazing that they were able to pull that off. And I wish, like Mark, that they would make this more readily available because I think you could get a lot of people that don't like porters and stouts to try one if they had one of these. Because I think it's kind of a nice a nice bridge type beer of something that's more familiar and then could get somebody into actual stouts. Yeah, I agree. So it'd be a great gateway beer. It's unfortunate that Evil Genius didn't deliver as much because it is available all the time. Maybe we could have done a beer trade and got some more of these. Uh, no label, it's limited, so we won't be able to have more. Uh, on that front, I'm going to have to say no label. I'm actually going to give them a 4.25 out of 5 because they, they beat expectations for me, actually. I did not expect the peanut butter to be that good. Nice. Um, Evil Genius didn't live up to expectations, but I do want to say... If you have a Purple Monkey dishwater beer, I don't think you're going to dislike it. Just just know that you're not getting a candy bar and a beer. If you have a different expectation, and if I had a different expectation, I think I would have liked it more. So, for that reason, I'm going to have to give Evil Genius a 3 out of 5. So, that gives us a final score for No Labels, Peanut Butter Chocolate Time of 4.125. And for the Evil Genius Purple Monkey dishwasher gives them a final score of three out of five. Sorry, Philly. I was pulling for you. 
Yes, we're very sorry. We uh, Dustin likes the small guy. I'm I'm for big craft beer. You know the brewery that only distributes to one state. And you know Mark is all about Texas. So, That's right. Texas. You know I, I try to expand out a little bit. Hey man, I think we need to get down with that Texas. We don't hey. need to be part of the United States no more. Hey, Texas won clearly today. That's right. Texas rebelled back in the day, and we can do it again. They say we didn't win, but we did. We're See, we don't Texas. need no imported Philadelphia beer. We make better peanut butter chocolate beer right here in the state. We don't need nothing from the city of Brotherly Shove. <laughs> we need it from the sweet, deep heart of Texas. <laughs> Get out of here with your Rocky Balboa. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for listening, and thanks for your support. If this is your first time listening to the show, I hope you liked it, and please subscribe to the show. Just go to brewbloods.net, and there's a number of links there you can use to subscribe to the show. Uh, RSS, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher... There's a whole plethora of options there. If we do the Texas, can we export our heat to the north and we can take their cool? <laughs> we can use all of our greenhouse gases and <laughs> we have to build a some sort of AC unit that uh, or a reverse Hoover or something, a, a reverse Dyson. It's like 97 here right now, so that'd yeah. be nice not to have. Yeah, I think we got I think we got over 100 today, at least according to the dashboard of my Explorer. <laughs> there you go. And the ample sweat upon my brow. Yes, just walking outside and you pour sweat. Uh, thanks to uh, Stefan for uh, his education bits. Thank, uh, if you would do us a favor, please, please leave us a review on iTunes. I heard he actually reviewed the uh, the founders finally. Uh, he did, but not not to you, just to me. Oh, okay. Well, that sucks. So I'm going to say he didn't do it. Still, I'll still call him out every week. Uh, if you would again uh, do us a favor, leave us a review I'm gonna, on iTunes. I'm going to do a stop paying on his paycheck for the education <laughs> segments until he gives me a personal review of the KBS. But above all, please tell a friend about the show if you know some other craft beer podcast listeners. Check us on all of the social networks, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. If you have any feedback on the show, you can go to our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash brewbloods, or you can email us, brewbloodshow at gmail.com, or you can call us 469-573-BEER. That's 469-573-2337. Honestly, anybody that has the podcast app on their iPhone, just sneak it, subscribe to us, have it to auto-update. Mm-hmm. They don't have to listen to it. They don't even have to know what's happening. Exactly. Just download it. The more downloads we get, the better content we can give you. Look, just get your mom-in-law's phone. Go over there, leave us a review through the podcast app, subscribe. Eh, that's all we care about. Exactly. Your mom, maybe she's drinking an Amstel. We don't care if your mom listens, as no. long as she's subscribed. When, yeah, word your mother while you're at it. But uh, yeah, who cares? Grab your cousin, your grandpa, your grandma. Grab the kids, grab the wife. Your grandmama. Tell the t- tell the kids, hide the wife. Get all your kids' phones. All your kids. Oh yeah, it's hide them, not grab them. Yes. All, all your kids have phones. They're all doing the snap and chatting. <laughs> Subscribe on every iPad you have. That's right. Every, every device. Every, every device you have. Subscribe. Every PC, Mac, iPad, iPhone, iWatch, everything you got. <laughs> subscribe and comment. Do it everywhere. But uh, thanks, of, thanks to those of you who actually listen to the show. <laughs> yes, we appreciate you more. <laughs> we do. All right. We'll catch you guys next week for episode 59. For Dustin, I am Peanut Butter Mark. For Mark, I'm Chocolate Dustin. Probst. Probst. Wait, was that racist? <laughs> <laughs>